This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey everyone, Stefan here from projectlifemastery.com and in this video, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about investing for beginners. How to get started, what's the best way to get started, and what advice do I have for people that are brand new. Now to give you guys an idea, I got started investing when I was 18 years old. And I'm now 30 years old today. Uh, At the time, I didn't know anything about investing, but I was reading these self-help books and I read some books on finances and I just learned some basics about investing and I realized The most important thing is to start as early as possible because the earlier that you have to start investing, then the more beneficial it's going to be later in your life because then you can take advantage of compounding, which uh, Einstein said is the ninth wonder of the world. Um, And Warren Buffett, all these investment gurus all talk about the power of compounding. I learned some basic things about that. And so I knew at 18 years old, I needed to get started. And of course, the earlier that you start, then the sooner that you can make mistakes, you can learn from those mistakes. Uh, You have much higher risk tolerance because a mistake that you might make is not going to be as costly as opposed to if you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, where you got to be a little bit more cautious and more conservative in your investment strategy. Um, So I was 18 years old. The first book that I read on investing was called The Wealthy Barber by uh, David Chilton. And it's more of a book uh, geared towards Canadians, but it basically taught the principles of paying yourself first, first and foremost, the number one rule that uh, the most important thing is to pay yourself first and to invest on a monthly basis, an ongoing basis, so that you can take advantage of what is called dollar cost averaging and have your investments and your money compound over a period of time. And I'm going to explain a little bit what I mean uh, about those, but just going back to my story, I got started when I was 18. I started with, about, I think, $500 as my first investment in a mutual fund. It was actually the Bank of Montreal mutual fund here in Canada. Um, I started putting aside $25 a month on a pre-authorized payment plan to constantly buy more shares of that fund uh, on a monthly basis. Um, I think maybe when I was 19 years old, I made a $5,000 investment to another mutual fund and uh, you know, invest in a few other different things. And then I just kind of stopped. I, I mean, I was always kind of putting money aside every month, paying myself first, but I didn't really do any active investing for a while. Um, but I did remember a number of years ago, I did buy uh, Apple, Apple stock, and I had a great return from that. Uh, I, I did buy Facebook when Facebook just went public. 
uh, a number of years ago, and I made some money from that. But at the time, I didn't have a lot of money to invest. And so I literally, I remember buying like, you know, $600 worth of shares of Facebook and uh, $800 worth of shares on Apple. So even though I did make some good returns, like percentage-wise, the return was really only a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or something like that. But uh, since then, to give you guys an idea, I've done very well with business. I've learned a lot more about investing. Uh, at 30 years old, I bought uh, a real estate property a number of years ago, I think in 2013. That is a rental property that I rent out. I, I make a little bit of a passive income from that as well as the capital growth of that. Uh, I've also got an over $1.6 million investment portfolio of just stocks. Uh, I no longer invest in mutual funds. Actually, I do have one mutual fund uh, still, but primarily a stock portfolio that consists of blue chip stocks, index funds, uh, a variety of different sectors, a lot of dividend paying stocks, uh, some real estate investment trusts, bonds, a number of different investments. And I've also invested in private businesses. Uh, I've also done a, a loan as well. And so I'm going to go over some of the strategies and just kind of give more basic advice. But I want to give you guys an idea that I started from nothing. And I've been able to build myself up to you know, a, a millionaire today at 30 years old. So what I'm going to share with you can definitely help you if you're just getting started. Um, it can take time, of course. Um, but I'm going to share with you some just very basic principles that are really important for you to understand. Now, the first and most important thing is to pay yourself first. Um, and that's the first thing that you're going to learn in any investment book or financial book out there because you need money to invest. You need money that you can put aside to save or invest or whatever it is. And if you don't have that, if you can't take a percentage of what you make and put that aside, then there's no hope for you to be able to, to, to grow your net worth and be able to make more money. And so whatever amount of money that you're making right now, whether it's $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month, $5,000, $10,000 or more, you got to make a decision, the most important financial decision of your life, which is that you're going to take a percentage of what you make, and I recommend 10% at minimum. Take 10% and you're going to put that aside and pay yourself first. You're going to put it in a savings account or an investment account or some other account that you're not going to touch. Very important, okay? Now, you might be saying, well, I don't have the money to do this. I live month to month. Um, well, maybe the step before that that's actually even more important is you've got to manage your money. You've got to manage your finances, and you've got to pay attention to it on a weekly and a monthly basis because you should never be in a position where you're living month to month. That's a horrible position to be in. That position means that you're never going to be able to get ahead in your life because Living month to month basically means that your expenses are here and your income is here. And so, you know, whatever income that you're making is going right towards your expenses. And the only other options to be able to pay yourself is either you need to make more money and so that and keep your expenses where they're at. So make more so that you have a positive cash flow that you can then take that money and pay yourself first, or you gotta lower your expenses. Now for most people, the best thing to do is to lower your expenses. Cut down on your current living expenses because if you're living month to month, then you can't afford to live the way that you're living. You're living beyond your means, and that's not smart financially. Most people that live in a house or they rent an apartment or rent something that they can't that they can't afford. They have a car that they can't afford. They're buying food and, and, and luxuries that they can't afford, and you've got to make a sacrifice. And this is coming from someone I was in debt at one point in my life. When I came to this realization, I had to make a sacrifice 
I had to, for example, I had to move back into uh, my parents' house or I had to live with my friend on his couch for several months where I had to, uh, you know, eat, you know, uh, eat, you know, eat at home and, and uh, you know, not eat out as much or not go out as much or take the bus and get rid of my car. These are all sacrifices that you might need to make in order to bring down your expenses so that you have that positive cash flow. Very important. Okay. Look at your current lifestyle now. Look to see and set a budget for yourself that you're not going to spend more than X amount of money. Anything in excess, you're going to save that. You're going to pay yourself first. The reason why they say pay yourself first is because you're supposed to pay yourself that money before anything else, before you pay your bills, your rent, or anything else. Okay. That's how important that you have to make this. Okay. So that's the first step. Maybe I'll do another video that will go into managing money and financing, but you got to pay yourself first, 10%. I don't care if that's $100 a month, $25 a month, $1,000 a month. you got to make sure that you're doing that. To give you guys an idea, I started that way, but now because my business and my cash flow is really big, uh, I'm able to pay myself like 80% of what I make, right? Just because I have low expenses and, and very high margins in my business. Um, and so therefore, I'm able to literally tens of thousands of dollars every month invest that and invest that to, to be able to grow more my, my portfolio and everything like that. So you want to be in that position where you have positive cash flow, number one. Number two is you need to make sure that you have an emergency fund of savings, okay? Very important. If you don't have that, then you're going to be in trouble, okay? Uh, typically, what all the financial books say, you want to have at least three months to six months of savings, which is typical of your expenses. So if your expenses every month is $2,000 a month, and by the way, you gotta know what those numbers are. You gotta know exactly what you're spending every month and what you're making every month. If you can't tell me those numbers, you're gonna be in financial trouble. Okay, you gotta know those numbers off the top of your head. So if it's $2,000 a month, that's your expenses, then you need to put aside at least $6,000 to $12,000 in savings as an emergency in case something happens to your job, in case a disability happens, in case something happens to your business, um, who knows what can happen, but you gotta have that emergency fund. Very important, okay? Next, once you have that emergency fund of three to six months, okay, and, and, and if you're more, if you wanna be more conservative, you could do more than that. If you're more risk tolerance, you could do less, but three months at minimum, okay, important. Now, once you've done that, you're going to have uh, an extra positive cash flow where you're going to be paying yourself and you're going to have that money go into a savings. What do you do with that money? How do you invest it? Well, you've got to explore the different investments that exist. Now, the number one investment that you can make, the number one, according to Warren Buffett and you know the, the multi-billionaire investor, the best investment that you can make is not in real estate, not in stocks, not in your business, it's in yourself. That's the number one investment that you can make. And in, by in yourself, what I mean by that is investing in your knowledge, developing your skills, your confidence, your beliefs, self-development, learning about finances, learning about business, learning about marketing, all the different skills. You've got to invest in yourself. All the most successful people in the world all understand this. And the truth is, is that if you can invest in yourself, that's what's going to bring you the highest return out of anything else. Because... If you continue down the path you are and you don't invest in yourself, then you're going to continue getting what you've always got. And by investing in yourself, you're going to be able to learn the skills and the confidence, the habits, etc., that can help you make more money and make better decisions in your life, which are going to make you a lot more money. 
So for me, I realized this. I realized that I needed to invest in books. Number one, I needed to read. Uh, and if you want to earn more, you got to learn more. So I started reading books. I just started studying. I started going to courses and products and video training and audio training and seminars and coaches, etc., to continuously develop myself. Okay, very important. That's the most important thing. The second most important thing that I think you're going to get the best return from besides yourself is your own business. Now, a business is something that has a high potential for reward because you are in control of the business. In fact, it's directly related to you. The more that you improve yourself, the more that your business will succeed. And you always want to bet on yourself more than anyone else. So betting on yourself, investing money in a business, whether it's an online business or whatever it is, that has a higher potential of growth. And it's going to be a lot less risky because you have more control over it as well. So that might be getting started on an Amazon business or a publishing business or developing a blog and doing affiliate marketing or doing your own products or an app or a software, whatever that is. You're going to need money to invest to build that and to be able to market it. And to, you want to have that advantage to be able to grow it. Okay, So that's the number two biggest investment that I believe that you can make. And for me, a lot of the money that I make, I put it in myself. I'm always going to seminars, courses, even though I've made a lot of money, I'm still investing even more in myself. I have coaches, I read books, I do all that sort of stuff continuously today. I invest in my business because my business is a seven-figure-a-year business that has the potential to grow even beyond that, and I'm going to get the highest returns in my business. Okay, Very important. The other options that you have would be stocks, would be real estate. Investing privately in other businesses, loaning money, bonds. So there's a lot of different investment vehicles out there. And you can explore you know, a number of the different ones. I'm not an expert on all of them, to be honest with you. Um, I think your business is always the best because you know that the most. You understand it the most, whereas other investments you might not understand or know much about. Uh, but you want to explore the different options. Um, for me personally, uh, I like stocks. Uh, primarily index funds is great. In fact, Warren Buffett, that's his advice for most, is to invest in an index fund. An index fund is basically uh, a stock or a mutual fund that has very low fees, like ridiculously low fees, but it's basically owning a segment of, of a market. So for example, there's index funds that you can own uh, the S&P 500, okay, which is the United States, the top 500 com- com- uh, companies in the United States, you can own an index that's diversified and owning a piece of all 500 of those companies. You can own an index fund of the TSX, the Toronto Stock Exchange, um, that will own you know, the companies, the top companies that are in Canada. You can own index funds that will own the, the whole world economy or different markets or uh, bonds even. You know, There's many different types of index funds that are out there, but index funds are great because as the economy goes up, your investment goes up. You make more money. When it goes down, it goes down. Now, when owning, when investing, the best advice that I have uh, also is to invest long-term. Have the long-term mentality. Don't be caught up in the whole get-rich-quick mentality because that's what's going to lead you to making a lot of bad decisions and you're going to get into trouble. I believe in investing long-term. And so investments that I make, I invest in businesses and stocks that – long-term are going to have a positive return, a positive yield. Um, and depending on how old you are, you know, if you're watching this and you're less than you know, 40 years old or even 50 years old, you have a lot of time on your hands. 
Um, and so you have the time to wait. And so for me, when I invest uh, in index funds or other stocks, it's going to go up and it's going to go down. But I actually enjoy it when it goes down. Going down is a good thing if you're investing in index funds or if you're investing in blue chip companies or stocks that are very secure. Because when things go down, that's an opportunity for you to buy more at a discount, buy more shares. Because you know, it, most you know the economy always recovers. Recessions, depressions, they always recover. And uh, you know, if you're owning index funds, you know, for example, in 2008 when the recession happened. It was a great opportunity for you to buy more. And if you did, if you were investing and buying a lot, if you own an index fund or were buying a lot of stocks during that time, today you'd be worth, uh, you know, that'd be worth a lot of money. So invest long term. Uh, Invest on a monthly basis as well. That's called, that's known as dollar cost averaging because the stock market is always volatile, ups and downs. Um, But if you invest every month, Basically, it's going to even itself out. There's going to be times you're going to buy high. There's going to be times you're going to buy low. But overall, by investing and buying every month, the trend is always going to go up, and it's going to always, uh, you know, be better off for you. So, dollar cost averaging, investing every month, very important. Saving, paying yourself first every month, investing in yourself every month, whatever that might be. So, I personally prefer stocks. I enjoy them because they're very low maintenance. Index funds are are pretty safe. Low fees. Uh, you can get dividends on index funds as well, which means that you can actually get paid a dividend either every month or every quarter or every year, depending on what the payout is. So that's a, a pass, passive income. And then also, you can actually set up a lot of these investments and stocks on a drip, which means that when you get paid the dividend, it will automatically buy more shares for you, um, which is great because then you're buying more shares. And then if you focus long term, then you have the benefit of compounding over a long period of time. Now, index funds I think are a must for every portfolio. Uh, you know, other options or owning uh, you know blue chip stocks. I like to own a lot of banks. And can- I live in Canada. I primarily invest in Canada, although I do do some investments in the U.S. Uh, banks are good. They pay good dividends here. They're very secure. For example, Bank of Montreal here in Canada has not missed a dividend payment in over a hundred years. So that's going through depressions and recessions. And you know the bank system is very secure here in Canada. Uh, you know there's no risk of them collapsing or anything like that. And so if it goes down, great, I can buy more. It's going to eventually go back up, uh, anyways. Uh, real estate investment trusts I like as well because um, although I do own a real estate property, I'm not a big fan of owning real estate because there's more maintenance involved. There's more problems that happen, and if you really want to scale it, you need a property manager, which you're going to have to pay usually. Uh, five to ten percent of whatever the rent is, just to manage the property for you. And if I've owned real estate now for three years, and I, I haven't really enjoyed it as much. Whereas real estate investment trust means that I can own a company that owns real estate, and I can I can invest in them, and that way I benefit from the real estate market, whether it goes up or down. I can easily get out of it. Whereas most real estate can be hard to get out of and, and liquidate, um, and. I can get paid a dividend from that as well, and I don't have to manage it. So I enjoy REITs, real estate investment trust as well. So you know, I think learning the different sectors, the different models, the different vehicles is important. Uh, you know, reading books on that I think is very important as well. But index funds would be the simplest advice that I'd give for beginners uh, to get started with and do some research on those. Um, 
And then real estate is another thing as well and doing the research on that. And I think it's important to make sure that you get started as soon as possible, although at times you're going to want to make sure that you're very strategic about the investments that you're making. You're not just you know buying real estate if the market's hot and it's not a good opportunity to you know for example right now in vancouver the real estate market's ridiculous i personally would not buy right now it just doesn't make any sense to i'd much rather use that money invest it in stocks or other vehicles that exist out there as well so i know i've kind of sprinkled a lot of different advice here for you um but just to kind of recap pay yourself first 10 percent ideally invest in yourself Make sure that you have a good savings of three to six months or expenses. Invest in a business if you have one uh, or other people's businesses, stocks. Uh, inv- you know, Explore the different opportunities. Invest long-term. Uh, I like to invest to get a passive income, uh, specifically in dividends. And uh, you know, I personally don't enjoy mutual funds as much, even though I still do own one. Uh, a great book that can help you is Tony Robbins' book called Money Master the Game as well as uh, the books by Robert Kiyosaki, such as Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cash Flow Quadrant. These are all great books that can help you as well to understand a little bit more. But I think these are the most important things and just kind of getting yourself in a position where you have the money to invest. And you don't need a lot of money to invest. I think that's a misconception as well. Um, Just get started with a couple hundred bucks um, and make sure that you build up that savings as well and you manage your money because that's really the most important thing. If you don't do that, doesn't matter how much money you have. If you can't manage it, then you're going to lose it. You're going to you're going to make a lot of poor decisions and, and make a lot of mistakes. Um, and to get started with stocks, there's trading accounts that you can get set up. Most banks they have their own trading accounts. Uh, you know, here in Canada, you know, RBC and Scotia iTrade and uh, RBC has Direct Investing, and then there's uh, Quest Trade and a number of different ones out there that exist. And usually what they do is they take a fee based on the trade. And so for every trade that you make, they'll usually take maybe $20, $10. And usually the more that your portfolio that you have, the cheaper it gets, or the more trading that you do on a regular basis, the cheaper it gets as well. But um, if you're investing through uh, a trading account, then they're going to take their fee based on each trade that you make. Um, And then, of course, depending where you live, this will be the last piece that I'll give you guys, you want to take advantage of any tax uh, you know, tax deferral systems that you guys might have. And so, for example, in Canada, we have what is called a TFSA, tax-free savings account. Right now, at the time of this video, you can put in $5,500 a year. That will grow tax-free. Very important to take advantage of that and max that out. Uh, the United States, you guys have something different. You know, you guys have your 401ks or IRAs and all the different things that you guys have. I'm not totally familiar with the U.S., what you guys do, but make sure that you guys take advantage of that because that's also very important. All right, so that's a lot of advice, a lot of beginner basic stuff for you guys, Um, a little bit of the mindset, which is very important as well, but hopefully this can help you get started investing, Um, and if you guys have questions, leave a comment below. I might do more videos on this subject as well. I do have a great video that shares my million-dollar investment portfolio. I've grown it a lot since then as well, but I'll probably do some more videos as well as a video on managing your finances because that's very important also. Uh, So make sure that you subscribe for more videos. Um, Hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed this video. Leave a comment below and uh, check out some of the links below as well because I have a lot of great resources that can help you invest in yourself, improve yourself, as well as be able to build an online business if you'd like and invest in that to build that as well so you can make passive income and make money that you can invest with.
So hopefully you enjoyed this video. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.